Welcome to episode 69 of We Going In Presents. A huge shout out goes to Sway for joining me for this episode. In this interview, we talk about what life's been like with the social distancing measures in place in New York City, as well as what it's like being an essential worker and going into work every day in the city. We also talk about his great new project, Hell Up in Harlem, produced entirely by Parallel Thought. And we talk about how it sat on the shelf for over seven years before it got its proper release. We talk about a lot more, so stay tuned. And after the interview, check out the links all on wegoingin.com. So Sway, man, how's everything going with the with the lockdown and being home all the time and you know, just being in, in, a, in kind of the epicenter right now of where so much of this coronavirus is hitting? Um, it's spooky out here, bro. It's spooky. And truthfully, I'm, a, I'm an essential worker, so I've been getting out. I've been going to work, but where I work, I don't want to go because I work for a shelter. So it's like it's a high risk of Corona being there. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm in there with my mask gloves on every day. And then I'm lights off in my clothes when I leave out. And every time I walk in my door, I'm taking my clothes off. I'm jumping in the shower immediately. Type, you know what I mean? So it's a little sticky, man. You really got to walk with a lot of precaution right now. So this shit is, I ain't going to lie, people dying. They're dying at a rapid pace, man. Yeah, that's, that's terrifying. I mean, what are you seeing at work, too? I mean, do you see, I'm guessing, a lot of people now, too, right? I mean, with, with the way the economy is going and people losing their jobs, I mean, do you see more people than you normally would? I don't see nobody outside, bro. Um, truthfully, all my years on this earth, I ain't never lived in no shit like this. This shit is very different. It's not something I ever prepared for, nor did I think I would have to. I know you hear the talks about being prepared for shit like this and storing your food and your water and your canned goods and all that. But we've been hearing shit like that for years, and every time we ran out to go stack up, nothing really happened. You know what I mean? Right. But this time, nah, they they like, no, shit going to smash. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's different, bro. I'm not seeing nobody outside. You know what I mean? After 8 o'clock, it's a ghost town. It looks like I am legend outside. You know what I mean? Like, shit is different. That's crazy. And, I, I mean, working at a shelter can already come with um... – stresses in general just with what you with what you see but like what's it like now and what's the mood there um with everything going on it's very you know one thing that 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 this is doing and it's kind of messed up is it's it's turning everybody against each other that's so distances i know it's it's for a good cause but it's making everybody snap at each other. Like, yo, can you get away from me? We don't want to be social distancing. Yo, y'all too close to me. Everybody is too close. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like everybody's being real, real sourpuss, real pampery. Like, everybody's just mad, agitated. You know what I mean? Right. And it's just like, at a time where we really supposed to be coming together and, and helping one another, you know what I mean? Trying to beat each other's brakes. Niggas is really on some more. You'll get away from shit. You know what I mean? And it's, there's no compassion for the fellow human. And that's sad. And I even saw that, too, just going to the grocery store and how people are buying, like, four gallons of milk when you know you're, there's no way you're even going to drink that before it goes bad. 
Like, I never understood that. My thing is the toilet paper. Like, I don't understand why everybody running in. I, I, just, I see people fighting over toilet tissue. Right. Like, yeah. how much do you toilet actually tissue need? Toilet tissue is not a necessity. Toilet tissue is not a need. You know what I mean? If you have to go to the shit, you ain't got no tissue, you can always get a rag and some soap and wash your ass. You know what I mean? Yep. It's not a need to be in the aisle fighting over toilet paper. Go get you some water, get you some canned goods, some non-perishables, some food. That's what y'all need to be focusing on. Everybody fighting over toilet paper. Like, that shit is weird to me. No, especially when this isn't even a disease that causes, like, diarrhea or something where, like, you're going to need a lot yeah, of toilet paper. Like you, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This shit ain't no diarrhea or nothing like this shit is crazy. I guess niggas feel like if they buy all this food, they're going to be shitting. You know what I mean? But I'm like, I'm like man, listen, if you run out of paper, just grab a rag, soap, and water, bro. You'll be good. You know, that, that's what it's there for. I, 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 there was a time when we wasn't in a pandemic and I had to go to the bathroom real bad, come in. You know how you run in the bathroom real bad? You just sit down. Then you realize, oh, shit, I ain't got no tissue. Then you get a rag soap and you wash your ass, nigga. Like, it's, it's not that simple. It's not that hard. You got to make the best of it. You just got you to gotta use what you got. Right, right. <laughs> so, That's an incredible story too. <laughs> Word. It happens. Man. I'm pretty sure it happened to you too. You know it, right? man. It happens. And and, and it I'm, happens, bro. And I'm and I I run a lot. And so there's I mean there's times when you're running and you're two, three miles from the house and you're in the woods and you really have no other option. So you know, you just you find what you can. Right, you know what I mean? Listen, it happens, bro. It happens, bro. Speaking of running, I know a lot of people that run marathons, and they told me during a the marathon they used to be going on themselves. I've heard, I've seen pictures of that too. It's horrible. That's disgusting. And you know what? We you know what brought it up because I had actually worked a marathon in New York one day. I did. I was doing um security for the marathon one time, right? And um, after the marathon, I'm walking around trying to. Move the the um the barric the barricades. I'm moving the barricades so this cars can start flowing through and all that. And a group of people, a group of marathon runners, walk by me. And this smell, my nigga. Look, I get it. I get that. You know, people get funky running. I get it. But this wasn't just funk. It was a oh my god, like a septic tank kind of smell. Like <laughs> yo, what the fuck is that? And then. I had brought that up to my man because he's a health buff. And he, he he be running marathons, right? So I brought that up to him, and he was like, oh, yeah, they probably shitted on themselves. They probably were just running, change their clothes, go to the bathroom and wash up. Cause it, you know, he was like, I did it before. I peed, I shitted on myself, all that. You know, when you're in the middle of the stride, you got to let it go. I was like, yo, that's disgusting. He like, you can't <laughs> run with that shit in your stomach, bro. You can't run with that shit in your stomach. You ain't winning no marathon with holding, the, holding your shit. <laughs> I was like, yo, my he was like, your best bet is to try to get all out before you go on running. But sometimes it don't work like that. Sometimes the water you drink might make you shit. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, damn, bro. I can say I've run a few marathons before. I can definitely say like that's always been a concern. But I can also say like I don't. I never wanted to run fast enough to where I wasn't willing to stop in a porta potty. Or say like I can make it another mile when I know the porta potty is going to be like at this certain mile and I'm going to be okay. Like 
I, 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 I don't think I can right. physically do that. Yeah, that's, you know, people don't be wanting to lose their spot in the race. You know what I mean? But me, listen, I ain't shitting on myself, bro. I went through that as a kid already. We grown. Right. You know what and, I mean? After a certain age, you can't do that anymore. And, you know, with with everybody and their, like, their phones out, I mean, somebody's going to get that picture of me running with shit streaming down my leg. And then I'm going to have to, like... <laughs> I run it down the back of your leg. That's disgusting. And then you don't want one body is stinking and shit. That's disgusting, B, because that smell was like, yo, what the fuck is that? <laughs> it was a very horrid smell. It was nasty, bro. But it's crazy too, because like you know how bad baby diapers smell, and it's like baby diapers right. are, can can they can get pretty pungent once those kids start the babies start eating like regular food, and like if oh that, my god, if that's what a one year old smells, if you like, got kids, you know this all too well. <laughs> There's those days when you just open it up and you're like, man, like how can somebody so little and cute make something so rancid? Right, and, right, but, and then. Yo, you ever you ever went to change your baby pamper and they'd be laughing at you with that stink shit? Yes. You got the <laughs> biggest smile on their face. Like, what you laughing at? Me? Yes, and kicking and kicking their legs, like making it even harder to clean them. Right. Exactly, yo. Kids be doing that type of shit on purpose. They know what they do. <laughs> I had the worst experience the other day. I got a six month old, and um, the shit actually went halfway up his back, like. It went out of the diaper. Oh yeah, I had that before. Yeah, uh, I definitely had that one before. I didn't even know how it was physically possible. Yeah. Yo, my nigga, fuck my daughter and my son. Apple juice gave them the run when they was babies, oh, and man. I actually learned the hard way with my. I learned the hard way with both of them, but with my daughter, I had gave her apple juice before I put her to bed one day. And in the middle of the night, I just woke up to mad shit in the bed. She was shitted up everywhere. And it was just like, it wasn't even about changing a pamper. I just put it in the tub after that. Like, it was like three <laughs> in the morning. I just put it in the tub. Like, nah, we ain't, ain't this is a little bit more than just a change pamper. You got to get in the tub. Yes. The shit went all the way up to her neck. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, that's she was impressive. rolling around. But, yeah, but she was rolling around in the, on the bed. Well, you know what I mean, I woke up to go to the bathroom. And I'm smelling it like, what the hell did I smell? I looked in the crib and seen that. I said, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> it was shit everywhere. Shit all on her teddy bears. I was like, oh, nah. <laughs> Everything's going in the washing machine. Everything went in the washing machine. Everything. Teddy bear went in the garbage. You <laughs> get to a tough point. That's going to be an amazing well, story to tell at her prom. Like, when everybody's taking oh, nah, pictures. Nah. See, that's crazy, right? You just mentioned prom. First of all, my daughter 18 now, so she knows this story very well. <laughs> and it's funny you just mentioned prom because my baby is heartbroken because this COVID shit just canceled her prom. Right. That sucks. I'm sorry to hear. And graduation probably too, right? And graduation. Yeah. That sucks. So my daughter called me crying. She called me so heartbroken over the day, man. Brian, I felt so bad, bro. You know, girls be looking for it. They be looking forward to that type of shit. You know what I mean? I ain't go to my prom. I was too cool for school type of nigga. Like, I ain't going to no fucking prom, getting all dressed up. Like, you know what I mean? If anything, I go to the prom, but I'm hanging out outside with the weed and the liquor. When y'all come out, we can turn up. But I ain't going in there. Right. You know what I mean? That's, <laughs> That's where it's at. But girls be on some old, yo, they be looking forward to prom. 
they be planning prom out when they get to high school. They freshman yes. year, they already planning prom. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yes. it's like, yeah. So that was my daughter. She was planning prom for years. You know what I mean? More than we got a dress. She had to dress everything. She knew everything. She knew how she wanted her hair done. She knew what color she wanted her nails and toenails. Like, she had everything down to a T, bro. So when they announced that this shit wasn't happening, she called me like, Dad, no! I was just like, yo, I, I don't. I was like, look at the bright side. They doing it for y'all safety, man. Right. The last thing you want to do is go to the farm and have a great time and then end up sick and fucked up afterwards. Like, like. so I told her, yo, you know, if anything, I'll just throw something for her. Like, we'll throw a party or something, man. Invite all your friends over. If y'all want to get dressed up the way y'all dress it, we can do that. I'll make a punch bowl, get the DJ, rent out a little space, and I'll do that for them. But other than that, sorry, I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. No, that sucks, especially like, you know, graduation. You, you're you working so hard all four years to get to that point and walk across the stage and <laughs> – you know, hopefully, hopefully her school, I know down here they're talking about like alternate ideas once everything is like declared, you know, somewhat safe again. So, where, where you at? Where you at? I'm in Charlottesville, Virginia. Oh, yeah. My daughter's in Atlanta. So they thinking of they they actually told her she called me today and told me that they thinking of doing some something for them. But they just don't have a date and they waiting for them to really uplift this 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 shutdown right now. Because China just uplifted theirs. China came back to normalcy after 78 days. So it's, a, it's only a trickle-down effect that's going to happen after that. So once China declared, everything else is going to start getting cleared in a minute. So so hopefully by June, they can have something. But now everything is stopped. Because, yeah, I think the big fear that a lot of people is like, are we going to lose our whole summer? Yeah, that that was my question because you know, um, you know, my youngest son, he's six. They canceled school. They said it was for till April twentieth at first, but now I'm hearing it's going all the way to the end of the semester. So my son ain't gonna go back till next year. You know what I mean? Unless they call us and uh, and be like, "Yo, we changed that. You can bring him to school." But right now, it's it's canceled to September. So I, I don't even know. I don't know how long this shit really is gonna last. You know what I mean? Like, if it's canceled in September, then I mean they—that means they already counting out the summer. You know what I mean? That means they, the summer's already counted out. I heard somebody. I heard Mayor Cuomo out here mention August. So, if this should go to August, that's the summer, bro. They ain't coming outside. You know what I mean? They out here, they, and then they—they they reinforce the shit. They took the basketball rims off the courts and the parks out here. Wow. They took down the rims, Brian. They don't want you chilling in the park. They don't want you getting a pickup game, nothing. They took down the basketball hoops. All you see is a backboard. Yeah, yo, like, God, that guy is really trying to keep us indoors. And I get it. It's That's safety, but it's like, come on, like, damn. I can't even take my son outside to the park. You know what I mean? They got the, all the major parks is closed. And the little mom and pop parks, they got saran wrap wrapped around all the equipment. <laughs> it's like, damn, bro. I don't, I don't know what to do. So 
We've been playing video games like a motherfucker. I knew Mortal Kombat. I just downloaded Spawn and Terminator for the, the characters for the game. That's awesome. So we've been in here playing. Yeah, we've been in here playing video games, bro. Yeah, because they want you know. On one hand, it's that you know, it's always like you got to stay healthy, you got to stay moving. You know, the best way to to stay healthy is to get outside, and move around. And now it's like you, in certain places like New York City, it's like you can't even do that. Like, what are you supposed to do with your kids besides stay inside and play video games? Right, it's nothing. They don't. They really on some old yo. It's dangerous. They really are trying to keep us away from each other. And, you know, they hiding it behind the shroud of keeping us safe. But I think this is going on, Brian. I keep it real, man. This this don't seem right. And, and I got a theory, man. I had a, I got a theory, man, that nobody really talking about. And it just popped in my brain. You know, everybody blaming 5G and, oh, it's, it's, is this a man-made? This is biological warfare. Man, I think this is the earth. I think this is the earth fighting back. Cause we've been fucking her up for years, B. Don't be some don't listen. You you hear about the smog over China being gone? Mad shit is being purified right now. They the the fucking the, the, the trimmers, they they some about they 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 ain't been no seismic activity. Um, the smog over China that been there for years. Niggas couldn't even see China from space. You, they say you can take a straight shot from space over China now. It's a straight, clear shot. Smog is gone. This is Earth. The Earth is releasing shit to let us know, listen, y'all been fucking me up for years. I got these 5G towers and this radiation pumping. I've I seen, um, you can probably look it up when we hang up. Some dude got a 5G tower by his house, right? And he got a tree in his yard. And the tree, the side of the tree that's facing the 5G tower, is no, is dead. And the other side of the tree got wild leaves and shit. Shit look weird, bro. That's wild. What what is the 5G uh, argument exactly? Like I've heard people saying 5G. I don't understand the 5G argument though. Yeah. Well, you know what? I've been hearing this, so it, it, it prompted me to do a lot of research. And a lot of niggas are trying to relate it to COVID. And there's no way in hell radio, radi- radiation could cause the coronavirus. It's not, it don't work like that. But it is, it's two different threats. And, you know, they both hit around the same time, so everybody's trying to make them related. But they're not related. But 5G is a higher level of radiation and it's harming all living things, even plants. And, you know, they, there was, um, I don't know if you follow Tyrese, but Tyrese had some shit on his, on his page where he was talking to um, scientists and they, they showed a video of some birds flying out the air after flying around a 5G tower. And then they just started dropping out the sky. And this, this is the same place where they showed the tree. Next to the 5G tower where half the tree was living, half the tree was looked like it was on crack. You know what I mean? And then they were just talking about the five. They, they show um, pictures of, I think it was either China or the UK, but niggas was burning 5G towers and, and tearing them down. You know what I mean? And then they would talk about the different levels of radiation because somebody asked them, like, what's the difference between 4G and 5GB? 
because four G was still radiation too, and they were like, yeah, but this is over like a hundred knots more radiation, and it's like way beyond dangerous levels. You know what I mean? He said it's like a million microwaves. That's crazy. Like imagine standing, imagine standing in the kitchen with a million microwaves all running at once. Man, I don't know how I missed all you that. That's wild. Well, I was just like, damn, bro. You know, you know, people are just so technology-based, and they everybody's just trying to improve the last big thing that they're more interested in getting the pattern off or getting off the, the tech, and they're not really seeing the repercussions of what it's doing to the earth or to the people. Niggas is just trying to be that next big brand. Oh, I discovered a 5G. Oh, yo, the Wi-Fi is crispy. All the the, the oh, your your visuals is gonna be crispy. Your your system gonna move faster. You know what I mean? And, and yeah, it sounds good, but what is it doing to us? Right. You understand me? And it comes to a point where you gotta understand. Like, I'm not that. I'm not that thirst for no 5G. To have cleaner reception and all. I don't give a fuck about that if my health is in is in jeopardy. Yeah, and, and I think one thing too that we're seeing a lot of now is um because of this whole coronavirus, right? Like people are we're seeing what we can live without and what we don't actually need or what we're not willing what we can sacrifice or what we're not willing to sacrifice. And I think all this time is is definitely showing us what we do and don't need. Yeah, these new millennials is the ones that's going crazy for real. Cause I, I'm born. There was no internet when I was born. I, I, I had to survive without it, so I can do it again. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mind. For a long time, we were surviving off dialogue. So, listen. If it's harming us, it needs to go. Niggas need to start learning how to put life first. Which, and, and too, it's so crazy to see that, you know, Fred the Godson is in the hospital right now with COVID-19 and, you know, just hoping that he's and okay. Scarface. And Scarface. And Scarface, right, yeah. Yeah. And in, in, a, in a shocking turn of events, they managed to make this a race because now it's affecting black and Hispanic people more than any race on the planet. You, you know what I mean? So y'all managed to make this a race thing anyway, right? And and when when we look too at, you know, who's going out on the front lines, typically the people on the front lines aren't being, you know, appreciated for, you know, financially for the risk that they're taking. And there's a ton of people of color on those front lines putting their lives out there for everybody else. Right. Yep. And, you know, we got some stimulus packages that's supposed to be going through, giving people some more money and all that, but we ain't get them yet. So we still waiting on those. You know what I mean? It looks like it's... Trump do. I have very, very low expectations. Me too. Me too. I, I told somebody, I told my man at my job. I see he was all hype. My man Carlos was all hype. Like yo, we about to get money, and they give you five hundred per child. Like, I got six kids. I said yo, my nigga, I see. It. I believe when I see it, bro. 
I believe when I see it, man. Listen, ain't no way in hell with all the money we losing, they gonna give us a, a eighty-two billion dollar stimulus package. Where they get? I mean, I know they got money somewhere, Stad, but it's like yo, y'all just claim how much. Well, especially I'm in New York, so I'm talking from New York. I have, but New York shut down. The mad businesses is done. It's like. The shit is shut down. The only thing running is the trains, and niggas ain't even paying for the train. Everybody hopping. Some trains is letting people in free because everything going on. They're not even letting you pay. So it's like, yo, where y'all? I'm on the phone. I don't come. Don't come out here. Go back in the room. Wait. Ain't no butt. I'm on the phone. I'm doing an interview. No, go in the room. See, there you go again. We just went over this. Yeah, that was my fault. No, man. How's the homeschooling going? Oh, boy, it's a task with this little one right here, boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? All he want to do is play, man. I'm like, sometimes you got to buckle down and get real with me. And, I, and he's, not really, he's not really doing that. I mean, he'd do that if I could start getting his ass, but, you know, I want him to be like, with, you know what I mean? Like, one day he tried to impress me, woke me up, like, Daddy, homework time. I was like, all right. Probably than that. Nah, he started throwing tantrums and shit. Like, he'll tell you some homework. Oh, we we'll do homework. I'm gonna listen. Cut that shit out. And you know, when when I look at what our kids have gotten from the school, it's like they still haven't really sent anything out, but a bunch of computer links saying, you know, you can use this program or this program if you want, and that's really been it. Yeah, nah, we they're doing the same thing with us. Um. My son actually got some program that every time he log on, it, max, it, it, it marks him in for the day. If he don't log in, he get an absent that day. Oh, wow. So I've been making sure. Like, I've been logging in for him. For my job, I go on my phone and log in just so they can mark him I mean, in, mark him present. That's, but, um, that's yeah. crazy that, they, that they're doing it like that. I mean, they they figured out a way. They, I, I, You know, this is another thing, though, bro. That's why I think all this shit is premeditated, man. Because they claim this shit was just so out the blue, right? And it just, they ain't know where it came from. They ain't know what to do. So tell me how... Okay, the kids was out of school Thursday. By Sunday, they had all this shit ready to go. All this online school shit ready to go. And I'm like, oh, y'all knew this was going to happen, huh? So this shit just, y'all just seem like this is well planned out. You know what I mean? Like, y'all had the whole online shit set up already. My son had a profile already. Like, yo, what the? <laughs> like, well, y'all knew this was going to happen, huh? Like, it just seemed like everything was ready. And, I, you know, I was talking about that with my man, too, and he was just like, yeah. But, yo, my man said some shit, though, but I ain't going to lie, bro. My man compared this to the new age Noah's Ark. This is the new way, you know. He said that. Um, he said, just look at the disease. He said, first of all, when God flooded the earth with water, he said, he said he'll do it again, but it wouldn't be with water. He said that he was going to remove that. He was going to purify the earth again, but it wouldn't be with water. A lot of religious fanatics feel like he was going to do it with fire. Like a lot of people, if you ask a lot of religious, religious. Religious freak, they'll tell you that they think it's gonna be fire coming from the heavens next. No, nah, I don't think that's gonna happen. 
But what I do think is is what he's doing now. I think this is it. Because if you think about it, man, my man, and this is my man. My man broke this down for me, but it made so much sense. He was like, look what the disease is doing. It's killing the elders. It's killing our elderly. That's our wisdom. Those are the people who taught us, who've been on this earth the longest, and they've been showing us how to get by. They got all the wisdom. They the ones we run to when we confuse and need questions answered and all that. It's removing our wisdom. What else is it removing? It's removing our sick and our weak. And it's going to leave behind strong, but mind moldable people. Like it's going to be, it's going to leave behind people that's willing to get busy, but we, they also going to be moldable. They minds going to be, there's nobody, no, we ain't got no wisdom there to tell us different. So we just going to listen to what they tell us at this point. And they going to use us as the boot, the muscle. You know what I mean? And for the babies, they going to raise them and brainwash them. There's nobody to fight them once the elders is gone. You understand me? There's nobody to tell us something different from what they're telling us when the elders is gone. And that shit just made a lot of sense to me. Like, yo, my nigga, it's only killing people who already got respiratory issues, who asthma or, or, or obesity, high blood pressure. It's attaching itself to fucking illnesses already. You know what I mean? People that's athletic with a good immune system and all that, they're not even really getting affected like that. They kicking it. Them niggas is kicking it. They not even dying. They, they, my man said he didn't even go to the hospital. He just treated it like the flu and he kicked it. That's crazy. Word. I know six people who told me they didn't go to the hospital, bro. And they just sat quarantining themselves in their house and they were just doing wild orange juice, vitamin C, soups, and teas. And they good now. It's it's crazy how the same how the same virus can affect different bodies so differently. Fact, fact. Okay, this is 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 smart. It's a smart virus. It knows exactly where to go for your weakness. Whatever your weakness is, that's where it's going. That's where it's multiplying at. Most of these people are having respiratory problems. I know a lot of elderly, when they get older, what you see them on oxygen tanks, they breathe and start getting a little bad. You know what I mean? So it's, it's attacking them. People with asthma, bronchitis, lung disease, it's attacking them. Athletic people, that's why we ain't hearing about no NBAs. We heard about NBA players with it, but we ain't seen no NBA players in the hospital. We ain't hear about none of them and no criticals. We ain't hear about no athletes with it that's that's dying. Everybody that's dying is like overweight people, people that have problems already some kind of way. You or know smokers. what I mean? Smokers. They say they say definitely anyone who's kind of got some lung damage already going. Right. So it's like you know, Tom Hanks is fine now. Him and his wife is good. Idris Elba got better. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's weird out here, Brian, man. It's spooky. Just take care of yourself. Take care of your kids, man. For sure. I mean, what? What? So, so have you guys been obviously playing a lot of video games? What else has been helping you guys pass the time? 
watch your movies. I'm on the phone. No. No, you don't need no. I told you I'm on the phone already. Yeah, hello. Yeah, man. So, so what else have you guys been doing besides Mortal Kombat? To make, any any good movies you guys been watching? Um, yeah, we just been watching Netflix, The Fire Stick, Mad Movies Online movies. You know, they got the programs and shit where you can watch movies online. Uh, we've been watching movies, playing games, spending time with the family, eating dinner together. You know what I mean? Me, I did a quarantine concert on my live IG live. That was fire. Um, I might do another one because a lot of people hit me up like, yo, you need to do another one of them shit. That was fire. So I did a little concert for my living room. You know what I mean? Put my cash app up and made about 270 on a humbug real quick. Like, oh, shit, that's what it was? You know what I mean? So... You know, you got to find creative ways to keep your mouth and yourself occupied, B, or you go crazy in the crib, man. And with that, too, you so don't even got to worry about the venue or anything. I mean, that's a great way to, to, to do it right now. Yeah, I even got a quarantine battle about to drop. I, I'm battling to do a clean paper quarantine. I got to send my footage in, so I'm shooting my footage live from my location. He's shooting his live from wherever he at. We're going to send it to the league, and then they're going to put it together and put it out on YouTube. You know what I mean? So, like, find different ways, man, to be innovative, man. Get you a couple little changes in your pocket and, and still stay active on your, your art. You know what I mean? I just felt like I was bored. I actually got the idea from Breeze Everflowing. I seen Breeze Everflowing did a, um, he he went he went um, live on his IG to advertise. He said he was doing a listening party live on IG for his new project. Yeah, that was cool. So I, he ain't I, doing I, I checked that out. That was a pretty cool, pretty cool event he did. Yeah, see, it was, and um, that's what gave me the idea. So at first, I was skeptical on doing it because I ain't want niggas to be like, "Oh, you biting off a breeze." But breeze, my brother, you know what I mean? So I reached out to him, and he was like, "Whatever." So then, right when I was about to do it, I'm looking online. I see mad people doing it. D Nice, DJ Premier was doing it. K Capri did one. Um. Who else did one? Um, 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 Cassidy was playing beats. Swizz Beats was doing one. Um, 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 Kwame. Kwame flipped it. He had people come over. He had each artist do one song. He had Chubb Rock popped out like, whoo. Yo, Kwame had a brilliant live. I felt that shit was fire. Does your prep change, you know, when you look at preparing for a battle that's going to be like online as opposed to, um, you know, how they normally happen, you know, in person? I mean, how do you how do you prepare for that? I mean, it almost feels like the way the Internet was back in like 2000, 2001 with like message board battling. But we have better technology capabilities now. Yeah, no, actually, um, the prep is a little different and the battle is different. There's no crowd. You know, normally I cater to a crowd or an audience because we're doing it live in front of an audience on a stage. But this time there's no audience. There's no crowd. So my my approach will, my approach is going to be different. My approach, I'm not really trying to impress a crowd. So now it's just me and my opponent. All I got to do is go at them. So that's what I'm doing. I'm not really cracking too many jokes because there's nobody to make laugh. You understand me? I'm just 
I'm just going to go at them. Like, I'll probably say some shit because I know it's going to get uploaded to YouTube, and when people see it, you know, they can get a reaction that way. But as far as me trying to be on the spot funny, there's no need for that because being on the spot funny is just trying to get a rise out of the people watching right now. You know what I mean? And we're not doing that. It's not going to be live. So I'm going to just streamline bars at the nigga. And that's just what it is. I'm going to I'm I'm kick his ass, definitely. But I'm just going to just go at it. I'm not going to really do too much joking and playing around. I'm going to just rap. And I'm going to rap very well. Well, we also saw how strange WrestleMania was without the crowd. I mean, I think one thing we're realizing is just how essential the crowd is to making these events, whether it's um, sporting events or WrestleMania or battling, how, how much that crowd is really needed. Well, you know, because it's, it's energy, man. People feed off that energy, man. And I, I'm not into wrestling. I don't watch wrestling, but I heard about that. And I, they even wanted the NBA to play. Well, the NBA did play a game without a crowd. And I seen a response. I seen a difference in that. And then I, they, I also heard LeBron make a comment saying that he wasn't playing without a crowd. So some players feel like they need the crowd. Some people feel like, yo, that's my boost. You know what I mean? That's why. That's why. If you notice, whenever a basketball team plays at home. They 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 win more often when they play home because it's that electrifying crowd that's there to see that team. You know what I mean? You get that boost of energy, that 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 rush that everybody's cheering for y'all. You don't want to disappoint these people. At the same time, when you're not from there, you the away team. It's more like an intimidation factor to the away team. So they playing timid, while at the same time you playing like yeah, they got my back. You feel me? So that it, that it, it takes that confidence level up a, a little grip. So now they play with extra confidence. You know what I mean? They willing to to, to, to to do the extra plays, to take the extra shots. You know what I mean? When on the flip side, the other team is feeling like, yo, these crowds are damn near boring us. They throwing cups at us. Yo, I'm kind of nervous. Yo, this shit is crazy. So that's taken away from their game. You know what I mean? So... So that crowd does play a hell of a part, man. No doubt. And, you know, thinking about um, Hell Up in Harlem, man, um, working on, you know, the new album you just did with Parallel Thought, the producer, um, I thought that was such yeah. a great project and um, a Thank great you. a great follow-up, you know, with this, from the slums that you did um, with Way to Black. Right. So looking at Hell Up in Harlem, man, like, are you happy with how it's been doing so far? Yeah, you know what's crazy? I recorded Hell Up in Harlem 15 years ago, bro. No. That's crazy. Get that. Hell Up in Harlem was recorded in 2005. Right? It was actually supposed to be my first album. That's the album that I recorded before my first album. Now, what happened was, shout out to Parallel Thought. There's no love loss. But Parallel Thought, while they was me and them was doing our thing, they also got into a situation with Tame from the Artifact, Tame One, and um and 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 Dale the Funky Homo Sapien. Now, those names were way bigger than mine, and they had a bigger opportunity to do 
projects with those. So I kind of got left in the back burner with no love loss. Because at the same time, I went on a tour with, I went on the Best Damn Rap Tour with Cannibal Ox and Jay Live. And, um, you know, I, I was on tour for like, we don't, it was like a 33 city tour. So we, Tyson, your mama called you. It was like a 33 city tour. So he was on the road for like a month and a half. So while I was doing on the month, when I came back off the road, they was in the middle of doing the Tame project. And, you know, at the time, Tame was bubbling. He had did a show at, um, with a Rocksteady reunion in Jersey. And they was there and, his reception was crazy, so I guess they figured they was going to run with the project. And the project is good they did with Tame. I ain't going to lie. The project they did with Dell was fire. And they did a double project with a dude named Tree, fire. And, um, you know, I had did my shit. Did the son of a one-armed man. I started working on my shit. I started battling. So it's like we never really did get the time to reconnect and just work back on the project. You know what I mean? Now, all the songs is already recorded. The only thing I really regret about that project is I had a song with PH, but the sound quality of the song didn't really make it over the years, so I ain't put it on the project. But I really wish that the sound of that song was to... I would love to have my brother PH on this project. But um, other than that, everything else was good. Um, I went met up with them. They hit me up like, yo, they still wanted to put the album out. I went up and met with them just to hear the album again to see if I felt like it was dated. And if anything that was so dated, I, I would change. But real talk, it was it was what you hear. And I just said, fuck it. You know what I mean? I remember having a, a conversation with my brother Mark once. Shout out to my brother Mark once. And he was like, man, I'm putting out everything. I don't give a fuck how old it is, man. I'm dropping shit that I did in the 90s that ain't never come out. And I was like, damn, for real? He was like, man, listen, if it ain't come out, if they ain't hear it, it's new to them. And I said, you know what, you're right. So with that thought in mind, if y'all didn't hear it, it's new to y'all. With that thought in my mind, I was like, yeah, let's drop this shit, bro. So we finally dropped it, and I'm getting a great response for it. That's awesome. I mean, it doesn't sound dated. I mean, I had no idea. And, you know, I follow your career, man. Timeless music, baby. Timeless, baby. You know, that's a goal. As a martial artist, one of my goals, one of oh, you know, any martial artist you ask, you know, you be like, yo, what's your martial artist dream? And most of them are going to tell you fluidity. And I mean, a lot of them probably can get into a whole bunch of other shit, but for the most part, fluidity. Any martial artist wants to be able to flow and, and into any style or system, right? And it's the same thing with music to me. Music. My dream as a musician is to be timeless. I don't want, and this is why I don't put dates. I don't mention dates in my rhymes because I feel like you date yourself. So I don't mention dates. I don't be like, yo, it's 1999. I don't do that shit in my song because if I did that, 2020, we'd be listening to a song. What if I had a song with Hell Up in Harlem where I'd be like, yeah, it's on five. You're going to be like, oh, five. Nigga, it's 220. What are you talking about? 15 years. Well, you know what I mean? But being that I didn't, you think it was a new album. You understand me? So timeless music, man. That's that's where any artist really 
that's 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 my goal. That's what a lot of artists' goal is when it comes to making music is to have timeless music. You want your music to be able to stand the test of time for as long as it can. You know what I mean? So that's what I feel like Hell Up in Harlem is doing. Did you guys have to touch anything up, um, or like go back and remaster it or anything like that? I mean, or did did it come out exactly uh, remaster, as it was? Yeah. Exactly how it was. Remastered. We did remaster it though. But um, as far as laying, up, oh well, I'm lying. I did touch up a verse. There was a verse in um in the city, but I just touched up a bar, not a whole verse. But there was a part of inner city where I had remember the next telephone with the chirp, chirp, chirp that shit that niggas do always have. Yes. <laughs> well, I I had a bar in there saying where um twenty four seven. Something, something twenty four seven. You can catch me at work. If you need it, and I got it. You can hit my chirp. And then they had the, they had the chirp sound in the background. The chirp chirp. I took that out. Like hell no, we changing that. <laughs> Ain't no chirps no more. Niggas like this nigga got chirps on this shit. So that was the only line we changed though. I definitely changed that. Took the chirp out, and I changed the bar. For um, I forgot what I changed it to right now. I can't even think of it. But it's changed. So. That's the only thing we tweaked, and then everything got remastered. But other than that, everything is exactly how it was when I did it. And so when you went back with Parallel Thought, I mean, was it a pretty easy process to say, like, hey, I know it's been some time. Let's finally get this out? It was very easy. Shout out to Parallel Thought, Adam and Jeff. Them boys is mad easy to work with. I love them boys to death, man. And um, very easy to work with. And truthfully... I really have no complaints, you know what I mean? Everything they said they were going to do, they did, even down to the advance I got, you know what I mean? I I expected less money than that. I actually got more than I expected. So, And I got vinyl, you know what I mean? I ain't have vinyl for my other project. I got vinyl. I got limited edition vinyls right now for sale, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, it's just, it's just all about better look. I mean, I'm, getting, I'm definitely getting a lot of hit-ups, a lot of people... Um, we were actually working on tours before this COVID shit hit. So now that's the only thing right now that I'm kind of regretting about the album that I can't really do nothing to promote it. That's why I was doing the concert series because I can't do no shows right now. I can't really, you know what I mean? I could probably shoot a video. I'm definitely going to shoot a video, but for the most part, I can't really do much to promote it. It's everything online right now. Online presence has got to be felt. But I'm, I, I can't wait to just get out there and do some shows for it. We were trying to organize a tour. We were trying to put a tour together. We were going to phone a couple people by touring. But all that is shut down right now. That's crazy. So do you think you're going to do some more um, living room concerts and, and, and finding other ways to kind of stay creative to still get that promotion out and connect with some fans? Right. That, that's my goal right now. I'm going to... I'm just going to do another concert. The next concert I do, I'm going to get people involved. I'm going to get, like, Team Homie. I'm trying to do a Team Homie one. Boy, Japan did a concert series, too. He was, he said he was inspired by mine, so he jumped on his IG Live and did one, too. But the next one I do, I want to do an actual Team Homie one, so I'll probably just get a whole bunch of Team Homie niggas coming to the crib and we just bang out. You know what I mean? But um, I'm also, I want to do a series. I'm doing a series. I'm getting a lot of my friends involved to do IG series and, and I want them to hashtag quarantine concert series and um put your fucking your um cash app in there 
and rock out from your living room and just make sure when you put hashtag um the hashtag quarantine concert series, put who you are, poison pen version, poison pen edition or I got my nigga UG from Cellar Dwellers, he gonna do one. You know what I mean? I got um Immortal Technique said he gonna do one. Um and my man IT gonna do one. So I'm the Tino XL said he gonna do one. So it's just like a lot of people that I was talking to that my man Rock from Health Skelter said he gonna do one. So I'm gonna do like a little series where it's just gonna all be connected. You know what I mean? So you can just tune into all of them. You know what I mean? Just know that we all doing it together. We may not be in each other's footage, but it's all part of the same series. That's amazing. I mean, I would tune into all of those too. I mean, that's that's awesome. I mean, being where I'm from, like obviously I, we don't get a lot of a lot of concerts our way anyway. That at least concerts I want to go to. So that's incredible. I mean, it's I'll see. I'll, I'll be at more hip hop concerts now than I've been in the past three years, probably. Right, and you can sit in your house. It gives us something to do while we at home, and it also gives y'all some entertainment while y'all at home. You know what I mean? And, you know, like I say, people don't have to pay, but, you know, if you feel like you want to donate, please do. You know what I mean? We can always help. It, it, make, it gives us a sense to want to keep going and keep giving y'all entertainment. So, you know what I mean? I don't give a fuck if nigga put $5, it's whatever. At the end of the day, I made 270 So I didn't expect to make nothing. You know, we shout out to my man Mickey Fax, who also did one. Mickey Fax is doing one as well. But um, my man Mickey Fax gave me the idea to put the put my cash app pinned on the screen. Like I was just gonna do it just because I was bored and I was wanted to talk to the people. You know what I mean? But Mickey Fax, I went live and told people, "Yo, I'm about to go live and do this. So tune in at such such time." Mickey Fax called me like, "Yo, put your cash app up there when you do it." And I got that idea from him. You know what I mean? And it worked. So now it's like whenever I do it, whoever I'm telling to do it, I'm like, yo, push your cash app, pin your cash app, and just rock out. I I bet you you make you gonna make something. If your fans really fuck with you, if your fans really fuck with you the way they claim they do, they gonna hit you with something. You know what I mean? They said well, one nigga sent me two dollars, but it's like I don't care. You know what I mean? Two dollars is cool. Thank you. Right. And, and, and like for that person too, like who knows, like $2 could have been significant. You know what I mean? Like for some people, $2 right. might not be a lot, but for somebody else, like $2 might be. That might have be... been his last $2. He just decided to give it to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm appreciative, man. I'm, I'm very appreciative, man. And do you feel too, like, that now that you got Hell Up in Harlem out with, with Parallel Thought, I mean, did you guys talk about doing more music together now? Now that now that this project is we're out? talking about it right now, we're talking about it right now. Um, I keep it real. I got another. I got another situation brewing. So, um, I would love thought if I work with them again, it might have to be after this project that I'm doing now because I got a situation with another label. I got. A, I pretty much got a new record deal. And um, I kind of took it. I, I kind of took the deal. Right now, we can't do nothing because of what's going on. But as soon as this is over, I'm in the studio recording the new project called Lavi Suavis. And um, that shit going to be out. I'm trying to get it. Well, I doubt be out by the summer now, but I wanted to get it out by the summer. Hopefully, I can just go in the studio and bang the shit out. And, and if this lift is up by the April 20th, like they said originally, I'm going to just jump in the studio and just try to bang out and try to have this shit out by July. That'd be awesome. I mean, without, like, 
I'm, I'm assuming most of the studios are shut down unless you like know somebody with the studio and you can just go over to their place. Do you find like you're you're working on more music at home in terms of like getting rhymes together, going through beats, like structuring yeah, songs? Yeah, I've been I've been writing like a mug. You gotta think like what, what else is there to do? You know what I mean? I work overnight, so I work from midnight to eight in the morning. You know what I mean? I'm off tonight. I'm off Thursdays and Fridays though, so it's like okay. Um, when I am home, what am I doing? I'll clean the crib up. I'll do some laundry. I'll do all that shit for the household. But then it's like, okay, once that's done, what are we doing? Me being an artist, I figured the only thing that I should be doing is creating. So that's what I've been doing. No doubt. That's, that's awesome. I mean, what are you doing in terms of um, martial arts right now? I mean, are you able to still practice at all, like at home or do do anything or um, not being able to get out of the house? I mean, are you kind of stuck there? Uh, nah, um, yeah, I'm always practicing. Well, I ain't going to say always. I, I've been doing push-ups like crazy. You know what I mean? Trying to stay in shape. Especially, it ain't even more, it's more about trying to keep my body in shape because of what's going on now. They say it's not really affecting you if you're taking care of yourself. So I'm trying to take care of myself just so I don't go through that. But, um, yeah, that's another thing, man. Martial arts, I, I practice. I'll I go over routines with my son, try to show my son a couple things. He keep bugging me, told me he want to learn the swords now. And I'm like, you still got to learn the basics, bro. You ain't learning no swords, you know what I mean? So we've been doing that type of shit, showing my son the basic martial art drills, working out, push-ups, you know what I mean? And yeah, I guess I guess in a minute, when he's good enough and ready, then we'll move on to the next lesson plan. Right now, we're just basically like basic calisthenics and stretches and basic little moves to get your body in tune to becoming a martial artist. No doubt. That's pretty awesome that you're at least able to do that. And in talking with like other artists that, you know, that you're in touch with through the battle circuit, I mean, how, how, how is, how is the battles being shut down right now um, in person affecting um, battle artists in general? Say it again, say it again. So just just from who you you know who's in your network and who you talk to how is everything being shut down right now affecting other battle rappers right now how is it affecting other battle rappers well i, I think it was everybody in the same boat right now shout out to my man twerk i see twerk he was battling his fans twerk made a way to make him a little money he jumped on his ig live and was like yo any fans that want an opportunity to battle me in my cash app a hundred dollars and i battle anybody and I seen him do seven in one day. So he made him a quick 700. You know what I mean? So it's like everybody coming up with with ways to make money from their couch, man, which is very cool. I don't care. Tyson, I'm on the phone. No, you just going to pee in the bed and go to bed. My son, no, he ain't going to be drinking after 8 (laughs) o'clock. Forgive me. It's a recipe for disaster. Three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> He's laying in a puddle, half dead. Like you ain't even wake up, man. 
Don't throw this wetness around you, me. The whole torso <laughs> knocked out. Man, so when you when you look at look at all of this too, man, I mean, how do you how are you taking care of yourself in the sense of like, you know, you're working work is a really stressful environment right now. Going outside of the house is stressful just doing that alone. But then you come home and it's not like the kids can go to someone else's place and play. It's not like, you know, you can go go out, you know, for an hour and come back. Like how are you taking care of yourself to maintain that san- that level of sanity? Um, and get the breaks that you need as well from everything. Man, I just keep a level head, man. I, 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 me personally, yo, I'm, I'm not a, a panicky person. So I'm, I'm, and I play martial arts. I'm always, I always, I don't believe. I believe when you panic, you can't think with a clear mind. And right now, in the situation that we in. We need to think with clear minds. We need to really not panic and really think of solutions and really think of keeping our family safe. Once you start panicking, right, you put yourself in a fair state of mind. So the only thing you're thinking of is how to... You're thinking of when you're in a fair state of mind, you're just basically just trying to stay and not be afraid, you know what I mean? But you're doing it by any means. And sometimes you may do the wrong thing. You may do something dumb, thinking that it was going to keep you from getting corona and it might lead you right to the motherfucker. So it's just like, yo, you got to be more smart. You got to think clever. You got to really relax and just focus on the issue and the solutions. And when you panicky, you can't do that. You know what I mean? It's like equivalent to drowning. You know, people that, you know, the human body automatically floats, bro. It's when you panic and you can't swim and you're doing all, oh, my God, oh, that's what makes you go under. That's what kills you. That's what drowns you. If you just relax and lay there, your head would never go under. Take a deep breath, put air in your lungs, and you will be a flotation device. You know what I mean? I know this likes to be a lifeguard, so... I know exactly what I'm talking about. And you can ask anybody that knows how to swim. That's what they call a dead man flow. Why do you think dead man people be floating? You got to strap bricks to their feet for them to go under. Dead people float. Because the human body floats. And they, we don't sink. You understand me? But when you start panicking and kicking your feet all wrong and pat, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, help me. That's what makes you go under. So I'm the same way with life, my nigga. I'm not panicky, bro. I'm it's not taking me under. I gotta stay with my clear mind and think straight. And we go that's how I'm gonna get through this. No doubt. And do we have any any chance of seeing some more team homie music in the near future, whether it's you and Wade getting back together for another slums yes. project or a team homie compilation? What do you think? Yes. We got the team we got both. Team Homie come Team Homie Project, the cloth is coming out soon. We might be training it to it might be called the Team Homie Collective though. And then um me and Wade, I got the Slums Two project. Slums one was called Squatters Rights, two is called Gentrification. So we working on that right now. That was to all be out soon. So yes, we are working on Homie Project. We got the Homie Single Vacant Dreams out now. That video is out right now. And um, we got a whole bunch of stuff more, whole more, whole lot more stuff coming. 
So, yes, we are working on music. We're working on Team Hobby Friday. We're working on another slums. I'm working on my project, Larry Swavers. Poison Pen is working on his his project, The Glass Sellers. Moneybag is working on his project. Radar Black is working on his project, Black Bible. So it's like, yeah, we, we are definitely working. My nigga IT working. You know, we got the podcast every Monday that I do, too, as well. Every Monday from 8 to 10 at 15 MOFT Radio. We, I do a podcast, so that's popping. So, yeah, Team Hami, we out here working, man. The clothing line. My Team Hami got clothing here. My boy Jay Murder got the FTW clothing line. My man Savak Juher got the smoking session. Smoking section. My man Five got the finish the food. Um, my man Just One got the Vacant Dreams clothes. My man XL got the Alien XL hoodies. Um... Who else? Who else? Who else? IP got the black mark. Um. Anyway, I think that's it. But my team got clothing lines. I can go check those out too as well. That's awesome. I mean, I'm gonna need you to send me all those links, man. We'll throw it all in the interview so that any links that um can lead us to any kind of clothing lines or any kind of music, we'll definitely make sure everybody goes and, and finds that music. I uh, sure will. I'll send you every link, man. Yeah, Thank man. Well, it's, it's it's also great to catch up with you, man. I I, I was really excited to see um, the Help in Harlem project. I had a couple other questions for you there too. Like thinking about Help in Harlem just being a really famous um, film, is you know, especially in the black exploitation genre, was that a factor in oh, you know, titling it that way and and the music selection that you made? So what? See, this is the part I keep forgetting. I always forget to mention this part about Hell Up in Harlem. Hell Up in Harlem, when I started recording it, it was a concept album. And the concept is all the songs on Hell Up in Harlem except for two are sampled from black exploitation movies. So, yes, to answer your question. Yeah, so you can hear it. Except this, this, the, last, the last song on there and the first song on there, those two are not sampled from black exploitation movies. But the last song um, is a weed song on there called It's Over. That's not a sample. And the, and the first song is an intro. That's not a sample. But everything else came from black exploitation. Hell Up in Harlem, um, um, of course, 110th Street, when Cotton comes to Harlem. Um, um, what else we had up in there? We had um, the Mac. We have um, Goldie. We got um, um, Cleopatra Jones. We got a couple in there, man. And the other thing that that came up a lot on that on the album too what? was um, being uh-huh. drug tested. You talk a couple of different songs about being drug tested and losing your job or feeling like you got to worry about that. You know, did that happen a lot back then where I feel like now there's not as much drug testing happening uh-huh. just with weed being more socially acceptable now. Um, did you, did you find your, I, I have, I have, I've been lucky bro. Cause I, I, I smoke hella weed. Right. And, um, yes, I have lost a job from a drug test. But just once. But I have got many drug tests before, but I know how to beat them now. So, but I did lose a job that I really liked from a random drug test. 
and I failed miserably. I didn't have time to study. I failed miserably, and they pretty much gave me my papers as soon as they looked at my results. They gave me the walking papers. So, you know, and then I used to work for Pfizer Pharmaceutical, and Pfizer used to do random tests. But the thing about Pfizer was they would let you know, like you'll come into work in the morning, and they'll tell you, yo, you got a test today. So, but they give you up until your time, the time you leave to go get it. You could go, you could go right then and there and go get your shit done and you stay on your clock and they'll pay you while you're going. Like, you ain't got to clock out and shit. Or you can wait till after your hours and then go after work. That way you ain't getting paid, but, you know. So I decided that I'm going to go during work, but I'm going to leave after lunch. So at lunch, I went to the GMC store and bought me a Q Carbo. And I drunk that, and then I went, and I passed the test. You know what I mean? I know how to cheat drug test. So it gave me a little window to prepare for it when I came in, and they told me, yo. But, you know, I had been to it. The one where I did get fired, they just came up to me like, yo, random test today, come with us. And it was like, it was nowhere to go. I had to just go with them right then and there. You know what I mean? It was like, damn. So they got me. But this one, I came in. Yo, you got to test today. So um, before you leave out of here, you got to go to this hotel. You got to go get pissed. Oh, what time I got to be there? Yo, as long as you do it today, man. The place closed at 7. You can wait till after work and go, or you can go now. And, you know, you ain't got to clock out. All right, I'm going to go after lunch. All right, cool. Back. Lunch, I went to go. <laughs> I went and got my jet. And then I went, and I passed.